0: Perfect. Now we can start. Yay. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode four of the Aged Out Podcasts. I'm one of our two hosts, Mike Fantini. Here next to me is Evan Worrell. And we are here with a good friend of ours, Ben Thompson, who we'll introduce shortly. We've been over at his house hanging out to uh, watch the entire San Antonio Regional on the Flow Marching broadcast today.
1: Yeah, like, uh, so we're here with Ben, uh, who marched Memphis Sound in 07, world champion, both gold medalist and drum trophy that was in what was considered Div 3
0: at the time. <laughs> the, he Sanf- is-
2: the Sanford Jr. Jr. The Sanford Jr. Jr. He think, also. Think about
0: this. Technically, he is the most winning disc drummer at this table right now. That is accurate, actually. Yeah, I got the ring upstairs. <laughs> he also marched uh, Teal <laughs> Sound, snare
1: line in 08. Uh, then was a part of the Bluecoats Front Ensemble in 2009, and also actually marched with myself at RhythmX in 2010 and was a world champion at RhythmX in 2009. Definitely the, the most winningest percussionist at this table. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have more gold medals than the, other, than the rest well, of us. Well, you know
2: what? When you, when you place yourself in the, in the lucky spots, uh, yeah, you, you end up on the, the lucky end of things. Sometimes it's just being at the right place at the right <laughs> that's, time. That's man. correct. Well, don't forget... Tate's Creek in two thousand eight. That's right. Ben and
1: I actually marched Tate's Creek. We we're in the same snare
2: line. I, I had the fortune of standing next to Evan Worl in the Tate's Creek snare line in two thousand eight, and that's probably where I most learned about sound quality. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> At the time, I was playing snare drum very, very aggressive. Else,
0: well, <laughs> feel like every drummer goes through that stage. I, you know i Don't have the strength.
2: At some point I had to learn to blend with somebody and it might as well have been Evan who grew up listening to the cadets and was very, very loud. I was, I was trying to imitate the cadets as much as possible. But... Uh, You're probably not the only one. As Mike said,
1: we've been over here watching the, uh, the San Antonio Regional which has been a long afternoon but a uh, good time hanging out, catching up and watching some band. But uh, I guess, yeah, we'll take the time here to kind of walk through what we all just witnessed and well before we do that,
0: I kinda wanna let Ben how'd you get started
2: in the activity? That's a good question. Um I'm assuming that I followed the path that most people did in the fact that I kinda got into marching percussion in high school. Um went to male high school in Louisville and Freshman year, uh, started out on bass drum, and I'm pretty sure I fell uh, to the ground more than any marching percussionist has ever done in one (laughs) season. Um, uh, And so that was my first experience with bass drum. And uh, after that, got into quads, um, played quads for a couple years. Had the uh, good fortune of playing with some pretty good players um in both high school and independent indoor um Adam Norris being one of them uh, current quad sag at Blue Stars the boss yeah the boss um one of my best friends the best man at my wedding uh to be accurate um but then uh, after that uh got into playing snare drum because quads were too heavy smart move smart yeah move. <laughs> yeah um After one indoor season where my back gave out, I was decided that uh, quads were overrated and (laughs) and I wanted to play traditional grip. Uh, So after that, um, went to Tate's Creek Indoor after I started going to Eastern Kentucky University. And that's where I met uh, the guy to my right here, Evan Worrell. Stood outside of him for a season at Tate's Creek decided that I was going to play snare drum for a while went to Memphis sound that winter in 07 uh, continued in 08 at teal sound and then in 2009 decided I would sit down for my age out year and play some drum set at uh, rhythm x and blue coats and then continued my age year in indoor at blue Co- or sorry rhythm x in 2010 Blue the rhythmics, almost the same thing. It's though. pretty much the same thing. I mean, <laughs> most of the guys were the same uh, from from one place to the other. So, yeah, uh, just decided that drum set was my thing. Um, yeah, and that's that's still what I'm doing to this day. Not doing much else other than playing drum set. So If I could
0: have sat down and played marching snare drum, I probably so. would have. That's kind of what I try to do. <laughs> would, would it be a false statement to say that the vast majority of People in drum lines hate marching. Um, I know a lot of guys that I marched with were always just like, why can't I, I just want to
1: drum? If I could stand still and warm up in the lot on a drum stand and that would be my show, then I would do that. Well,
2: I feel like old school PASIC days, when they're, you know, <laughs> like like in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, when, when you could go compete and just stand still and play, that was the dream for everybody. But yeah, uh, yeah um, you know... Being a, a large guy uh, that could happen to like move his hands pretty well, uh, I decided that sitting down was more cool <laughs> than uh, than moving around. So that's what I went with. Fair enough. I just happened to get to learn from some uh, some really really talented people, uh, most of which are still at Bluecoats and Rhythm X. So very fortunate uh, to be able to have that opportunity. Cool, cool. All right, now that everybody knows
0: who we all are at this table completely, let's get into the drum recap from the regional.
1: Oh, the drum recap? Let's see here. The drum recap is uh, quite fascinating, in my opinion. Hmm. Oh, there, <laughs> was, there was a regional tonight, some drums happened. All right, so overall, uh, percussion winner for the San Antonio regional, we have uh, the Santa Clara Vanguard finished first. Hmm. Uh, BD in second place, don't agree with that one. Tied for third, we'll get to that. In a minute. Yeah, we'll get to that in a <laughs> second. Tied for third, we have uh, Carolina Crown and Blue Coats. Crown one on really? the field, really, and Blue Coats won from the box. Uh, so the ensemble there. Then in fifth place, we have what I believe is the Cavaliers here, sixth place. Kind of a surprise. Boston Crusaders jumping up the ranks here. Wow. Seventh, we have what looks like, if I'm reading the recap correctly, or no, seventh is Cadets. Yep. Eighth is Blue Knights. Ninth, we got the Phantom Regiment there. And then 10th, Blue Stars, Crossman and 11th. And then rounding out the top 12 are the Madison Scouts. And we'll get into kind of some of the rest of that. But that's the, that's the top 12 there. So, after the top 12, let's jump back up here to the top. And let's kind of, I guess, go through these. Yeah, uh, let's do it. We can We can talk drums and, I guess, just overall show. I'm so, sure overall
0: show stuff will just, like, interject itself.
1: So, first in drums, Santa Clara Vanguard. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, their show is just chalk full of just
0: flat out energy. Yes, 100% I, agree. Yes. It's exciting.
2: I can tell you the one group that I was probably more pleased with from a percussion standpoint, strictly from the battery, did not finish high enough to even be in competition with this. Um and that would be the cadets, and we will get there when we get there. But uh, yeah, I want to talk about that all on its own, yeah, because that kind of confused the hell out of me. Because don't get me wrong, the Santa Clara Vanguard—they um, played well. Yes, they absolutely did, um, and their book—and and, and I'll say this from a person that tends to get a little stale on Santa Clara Vanguard, um, and most things that Paul Rennick has done in the past five years um, not to not to discredit anything that he has done uh, because obviously it speaks for itself I mean how many drum trophies has he won in the past six years? Like more than, more than anyone else probably right. he's, he's almost got a 50% So rate. obviously there's a ton of respect due to Paul Rennick there um, but it seems like there's a formula there and The musical package tends to get a bit stale on me over the years. And this is one of the years where I've looked at that and said, okay, this is fresh. This is new. This is different Paul Rennick. Paul Rennick has stepped it up. And I'm very pleased with what I'm hearing there. Um, I do feel like that they've uh, kind of stepped back a little bit in terms of clarity from what I've seen earlier in the season to where I've seen now. um, I would agree. I think they're getting worse. I think they've gotten
0: worse. Uh, Yeah. And, and, uh,
2: you know, I, I I, I hate to put it like that, but, but the reality of the situation is they're not as good as they were at the end of June. Um, Yeah. From what I've seen and, and keep in mind, you know, I'm a, I'm a weekend warrior. I'm a YouTube professional. Um, I'm a flow marching subscriber. Um,
1: well, especially like compared to like I guess where they came out of the gate relative to the other cores around them to where they are now, I feel like they have gotten maybe a little bit better since the beginning, but the groups around them have gotten better at a higher rate. So it makes like they're not like I feel like people surpass them. Maybe. Well,
2: sure, but and it, it 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 almost it 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 kind of saddens me a little bit because like I said, most, most times I hear Reddit groups, I'm thinking this is the same stuff I've heard for the past three, four years. And and this year is really different. I mean, I really appreciate what he's doing. It's, it's kind of a step up in terms of demand um, and really just kind of a difference from what we're used to hearing from Paul. And it started out being so promising and I feel like it's just taking a step back, and and it's a little disappointing because I'm really pulling for that.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I would love to
1: see Vanguard win
0: overall. I, just, I like, really win would. A and, championship. and
2: and this is this is coming from somebody that is really tired of seeing Paul Rennick Lines win. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mean to be like derogatory or anything, but like I'd really love to see somebody do something different and overcome that. But. Paul just has the formula and he's doing something that's that's pretty fresh this year mm-hmm. and he's doing it really well and they just kind of took a step back over the last couple weeks and you know I would really love to see them get back to where they were a couple weeks ago and probably take home the drum trophy Yeah, I would say if not for the cadets which we will get to in a little bit um so i won't i won't overshadow what we get to here in a little bit but uh very pleased with what i've seen from vanguard from the battery based based on the drum lines alone
0: and what i saw tonight i the only explanation i can come up with of how they won drums now granted we're watching a recording and a live stream Staging can affect how we hear things. We got stuff. We weren't in front of them on the field like the we got to work with what we have. But based on what I heard from them and everybody else in that mix of top six percussion sections, the only explanation I can come up with of how they won drums tonight is probably the front ensemble. That had to be it well, because, like, I can think of three drum lines that cut through the horn line better. Yeah, and ha- played way more phrases crystal clear than Vanguard's battery
2: did tonight. It had to be the front. And as somebody who just said what I said, I'll I'll give you credit on that. Because one of the things that I think, as a listener, (laughs) I struggled with tonight was the benefit of the doubt versus the tuning and how that came across from the microphones in the Alamo Dome. Because I feel like there were a lot of things that could have been a lot more highly appreciated that weren't based on the tuning of some of the lines I heard and I think think as we go down the rankings we'll kind of get into that a little bit more for sure for sure
0: I don't think Vanguard's tuning of the snare line helped them in the Alamo Dome it seemed very very wet I'm not really sure
2: anybody's snare line tuning helped them in the
0: Alamo Dome I don't know Crown snare line? Crown pretty uh, we'll well, there. We'll get okay, there. Okay,
1: yeah. But the, right. in regards to tuning, that will sure. kind of segue us into. I think everyone two will here. understand where we're going to land at on Crown yeah. by the time we get there. <laughs> so it'll kind of segue us into group number two regarding tuning. So overall, second percussion, the Blue Devils.
2: Oh my, my God. God. No,
1: just. No,
2: no. 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 <laughs> like,
1: whole really 16 killed. phrase, 16 snare phrase at the beginning. It's not good. It's not good. I've never heard I've never heard don't one care. single I, recording of it be good. I don't
2: care if it is good. I, I really don't care it's just if it's good. I would uh, care if it was good.
1: And, and those system blue drums like like think about this. They have world-class musicians and players playing on these system blue drums and in my opinion they still don't project you have some of the best people in the world playing those instruments and they still don't project like, no, they just don't sound good. Like the tuning does not sound good to me. It sounds
2: great. Well, everything sounds great. You know what? I mean, if, if those drums were hit more than six times a measure for, for more than uh, a third of the show, uh, I, I may be able to put up a rebuttal to you, but, um, you know, it, it is a typical Blue Devil book where it is quarter notes and open stroke rolls for two thirds of the book. Um and then they'll play that back. And then feature they will which... play something that is meaty for ten measures at a time and it will probably be good because uh, that's what they have to clean for the summer. And then... and I can't fault them for that. Um uh, but at the same time it gets really really boring to listen to. No, I fault DCI for that. Because, I mean, obviously they they also
1: won overall tonight. And they won, I'm looking at the recap here, they won visual, but they don't march. They don't march and play ever. They just don't move. And I don't understand it. Like, DCI rewards them. Yeah, they play great. They move well when they do move. But it's so much less than some of the groups below them and it's not even close so i
2: I should clarify before we go on um i am nothing but a music guy um i have nothing but an ear uh my (laughs) eyes are i might as well be a blind man when it comes to (laughs) when it comes to watching a uh a drum corps or a wgi group um I have almost nothing to add to creativity in terms of design or visual or anything like that. My whole career has been based around playing and when it comes to teaching, it has been strictly in a musical sense. So, uh, you know, anything I say tonight, please keep in mind that that is based strictly on my ear because I recognize where my limitations are. Um, And when these guys get to talking about you know environmental demand and visual demand and things like that and and when they get into show design and concept i'm going to i'm going to gradually bow out of those conversations <laughs> because i just my brain doesn't work that way um i i can only hear uh what's bad and what's not so uh that, <laughs> that's, that's literally all i have to offer to the conversation and when it comes to the blue devils um it's It's okay at best Um, in the sense that there is a lot of demand for very small amounts of time. And then for a large amount of the time, there is almost no demand at all. And it is very, very boring for somebody like me to listen to and in... You know, I'm going to say this throughout the night. I'm going to be kind of unapologetic about my opinions. That's fine. That's fair. Throughout the evening, because I feel like that's what I've been asked to bring to the table is my opinions, and some of them are going to be unpopular, and that's fine. Wait, um, you didn't? You didn't get the script? <laughs> <laughs> are we going to be fined by the FCC for this? Um, Blue Devils Entertainment's going to come right. After us. Yeah, we're going to be sued by DCI after this, but. No. No, but it it is, you know, like, I feel like if anybody's going to listen to this, they're going to want to hear what people actually have to say, and, you know, my opinion... You know, I I know what my resume is. I know what my background is, my education. I, I think what I think. And if that's unpopular, uh, that's fine. But I'm just going to think what I think.
0: Everyone's entitled to their opinion.
2: Yeah. But I, you know what? And I think that's what makes what you guys are doing with a podcast like this so special. Is because you see this type of outlet being utilized in so many other venues, whether it be sports um mainstream music, like pop music, mm-hmm. um politics. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like big. <laughs> what you guys are doing in this venue, whether you know whether you consider it podcasts or radio or, or whatever, um what people pay attention to are opinions. And what gets people to listen are polarizing opinions. They that listen to it agree, or they hate. Right, it. <laughs> and you know what? It, as somebody that has just kind of set in on this and really respecting what you guys are doing, I don't really give a shit what anybody thinks about <laughs> what I have to say. Yeah. So, yeah. so my first controversial thing I'll say is that the Blue Devils are good. They 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 play well, but they don't really play that much, and. That's my opinion of the Blue Devils. I
0: think that just goes with that trend of it's becoming more of a production and more of a just thematic presentation as sure. opposed to like, all right, here's all this awesome music and this really hard drill, and we're just going to be really good at it. Yeah. It's just the direction I think it's going. I mean, and the, the Blue Devils might have been a pioneer of that, but... My head. Well,
2: and like you guys said two episodes ago, um, I wish somebody else wrote the book for them. I wish, I wish Scott wrote more of it wrote more um <laughs> yeah. but with david david uh, glide Blue? david glide I think yeah that's his name david glide yeah um for as many good ideas as that guy has he needs to realize that there are better ideas to be had in terms of the battery book because he really it's gotten stale. It does, man. It does get stale. And like there there's there's some things he did six or seven years ago that were really fresh and really hip that have just kind of lost their way now. And Agreed. There's just not much going on that is really that impressive to me. So you know, anything they execute well is just kinda like, hmm, well, okay. <laughs> you know? Like, that's just split doubles. That's nope. just what, what they, do. they do. So. All right. So
1: we had a tie for third, but using the, uh, I'll use my own personal tiebreaker of the group that won on the field has uh, to break that tie, and that would be uh, Carolina Crown. And my opinion, obviously I'm March there, is going to be somewhat more Biased. Biased. So, I'll let you Homer. guys kind of Yeah, that's fine. I'll oh, own it. Homer. It is what I'll own it. I'll let you guys kind of weigh in on the old the old cream team. That's what we used to call it because <laughs> we had cream uniforms. That's so unfortunate. Uh, so I'll let you guys weigh in on the the
2: crown here. <laughs> when we get to Blue Coats, I'll let you discount my opinion. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Crown was very good.
0: Their their battery I thought was Probably one of the best two on that field tonight. They had way more. Fr- they had a lot of phrases cut through the horn sound. It was just a very clear sound on a lot of stuff. And we got a chance to hang out with Dan Shack, their battery coordinator, last weekend when they were in Kentucky. And he was kind of talking to us about what they've been hearing on tapes, what they've been just. Getting feedback getting from... Getting feedback from judges and witnessing other groups doing and talking sure. to staff they know there, and he said they were getting hammered on, like, front ensemble content. Not achievement, but, like, the content of what the crown front's playing. Okay. And, and like I said, I think Vanguard was in first tonight probably because of their front, based on what I heard from the battery. And BD's always got <laughs> a good pit. Blue Devils always have a good front. I mean... So maybe it was, maybe Crown's Pit was the reason they were in third in percussion. I didn't notice that's anything. That's tough for me. That's tough for me. Because um, it's hard. So a lot of times when you have bat- exclusive battery guys like Evan and I, yeah. we can tend to j- just look at drum lines. And we got to remind ourselves like it's a it's a percussion section. And the yeah, and is...
2: I, I feel like maybe I, I may have done a disservice to the discussion from somebody that's been on both sides of the front sideline. You know, for what Blood Devils is, from a battery standpoint, and, and to be clear, they're great. They're really good. Uh um, they are. I'm I'm not discrediting the level to which they execute what they have. Uh We're because standpoint. It, it, content it's consistently it. outstanding. Uh, I'm you're, you're correct I'm talking consistently from a content standpoint and just my preference and what I'd like to hear versus what I do hear from them on an ongoing basis now there are years where they do more than I would have expected them to um, and they usually win drum trophies those years mm-hmm. um, now I, I'll transition from that to their front ensemble Because their front ensemble, when they're on, when they have a good year, there's nobody better. The writing and the execution that they have from a front ensemble's perspective is second to none. And I think in a lot of those drum trophy years, that has carried their battery. I would agree with that. Um, Not to discredit what their battery has done, but I, I think the... The amount that has been achieved up front has a little bit superseded what has been achieved backfield.
0: So having said that, it might make sense then if the content might not be on the same level as BDs and Vanguards that Crown would end up in third in percussion tonight, despite their battery being better than both of those batteries in my opinion. So yes,
2: I would agree with that. Um I felt like Crown's drumline executed better than anybody I saw all night. And that's that's a loosely stated opinion because there were a couple groups very close to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I felt like Crown executed probably better than anybody else did from a battery standpoint at the same time. I don't feel like Crown is reaching for the level of difficulty that other groups are. That being said, as a listener and as a you know somebody that's that's going to give their opinion on this, I would much rather hear something that can be executed well um, versus something that's super cool and super hard that can't be executed well. That's something I want to talk about. Which brings we're, us to our next group. Right. Well, we'll get to that in a second. but <laughs> So not me. to be really good at uh, just transitioning subjects, but, but you know. Segway. Yeah. Um, that's something we're going to talk about in a little bit. It's a uh,
1: natural talent I have. <laughs> well, yeah, it feeds directly into the the group that, I guess, tied third, which would be the Bluecoats. Coats. So, crowning.
2: Here we bird. go. Crown and blue Bluecoats tied for third. Let's open
0: up the can of worms. Yep. So this has
2: been rubbing his hands together, ready to talk about the Bluecoats. So, sitting here, me, a Crown alumni, yep. with two Bluecoats alumni. Hey man,
0: you received the quickest Bluecoats battery contract ever given That's in probably pro- almost any drum corps history, possibly.
2: Well, you didn't take it. I didn't take it,
0: through, through. but it <laughs> happened in a matter of about 90 minutes of being there. Friday yeah. night. it was pretty quick. Uh, but yeah, blue coats.
1: How do you? I just. So you're sitting how you here. With, how do you judge the front? How do you judge the?
2: You're the sitting here with two blue coats alumni, one battery, one front ensemble, and a crown alumni on the other side of the table. So you look at. What, crown second, Bluecoats third, tied third? They tied for third, yeah. With who? Crown. they Crown and Bluecoats both tied right. each other, but okay. Crown
1: won Clarity on the field, and Bluecoats won Ensemble from the box.
2: Okay, so what were the comp scores? The comp scores? Let's see here. Let's pull it up. I believe
1: Crown was third on the field and Bluecoats were fifth on the field, but I'll double check here. From a comp standpoint... So compositionally, Blue Coats finished in tonight's show on the field fifth fifth, and blue coats were fourth third, but from the box, Blue Coats were third second. I would agree
0: with Crown that. Fourth, I think fifth. Crowns I think blue coats are doing have a harder book. Blue Crown. coats
2: have a very hard book. I think their book's are hard. hard I think it's, it's the hardest clean. book. At yeah, and you know what? I, I heard you guys talk about this a couple weeks ago and, and I will agree. it. On almost all fronts, it is, it is too much for what can be executed right now. But here's what I'll say. Here's what I will say about that. Who won the drum trophy in 2011? Cavaliers. The Cavaliers did.
1: Cavaliers won in 2011.
2: That is correct. Now, as I watch Cavaliers throughout the summer of 2011, they were not great. They were gray all through the year. And what I really admired about that group is, is they just kept plugging along. They did not water down very much. And I remember watching them throughout the year and then showing up at finals and thinking, okay, that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen, ever. Obviously, they won a drum trophy. They were Mm -hmm. very good. I think we all know Dan Shack. Yeah. 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 that was that was a line that executed very well. For those who don't, um, he was the center snare for that drum line. Sure, um, but you know, I think that was all something that anybody that was there to listen to it thoroughly enjoyed. I would love to see that happen for the Blue Codes this year, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. I think it's what they were banking on happening last year.
1: Well, I think the difference in those two scenarios are the Cavaliers 2011 percussion ensemble was gray because that show was littered with space and timing and it was like it's it, it was it is things, my
2: favorite it, it might be my favorite book ever
1: and it was all things that for that were just very like reason. learning how to feel the space together learning how to feel the timing together coming in attacking together and well they the crescendoed
2: blue- five lit pink shots. Yeah. But like I mean the difference between that is like
1: it was all space. It wasn't things that they couldn't play, it was just things they had to learn how to feel. Like I feel like the blue coats sh- book It was now- shit that
2: nobody'd ever done before, excuse my language. Oh, that's all right. I feel like
1: the blue coats book now isn't space, it's like chops. Like they literally can't play some of the stuff.
0: It's a well, different kind of difficulty.
2: Yeah, and it's it's some of it and here's what's frustrating as a blue coat alumni. Some of it is really really well executed and obviously yeah. these kids are very talented very very talented and it's it's frustrating because some of it is so well executed and then they let a lot of easy stuff go yep um, it's probably because they're so focused on all the hard stuff surrounding it well and, and, and I'll be completely honest and I'll, these- I'll be the one to say it um, I, I don't think the tuning sets them up for success.
1: I think their snare drums sound terrible.
2: I really think their battery tuning is not good. And and I'm saying that as a guy that loves nothing more than the Bluecoats, right? Okay, yeah. I aged out of that organization. I really am not a fan of their battery tuning this year. Um, and I feel like it's kind of gone progressively worse every year. And, and I don't know if it's because you will never get me to say a single bad thing about Tom Rarick and his writing because of how much respect I have for that man. He writes for the Bluecoats. Yeah. Okay. For context. Yes. He writes for the Bluecoats. I, I think he's one of the most brilliant people that's ever been a part of the activity. But I don't feel like what his vision is is being executed properly both from a player standpoint and from a tuning standpoint. Um, And I think the players are being done a disservice at this point because of the tuning of their drums. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I can't hear it from the lot videos I've seen and the slow marching broadcasts I've seen, but you know what? <laughs> That's mostly because of the tuning. Um, doesn't cut through. It, it really doesn't cut through, and I, I feel like the amount that they're trying to do, whether or not it is ever executed well, doesn't cut through because of what the drums sound. There were a couple groups that fell into that pit trap tonight. I mean, am I am I am I completely off base? In no, you're not that? off
1: base. And actually, I've heard from through the well, it's kind of through the grapevine, not from anybody that I've talked to directly, but that the tuning there of late, from a performer's performer's perspective, like a person who's in that snare line, made it very hard for them
2: to hear one another. So what, what is, more? so, okay, let me ask you this. So I'm a guy that I've, I've stood in a snare line next to you, Evan, yes. right? Okay. Um, uh, I've, I've, I've done my career half in a battery, half in a front ensemble, more at the high level in a front ensemble. So let me ask you this, like what, what is the issue there and what makes, what, what can make it better from a Players' perspective, like what are you looking for as, as as a player? I think what are you looking are for low. as a player? I think the tops are too low. Top heads sound too low. Top heads are way too low. So for the people that are listening that don't understand, like what that does a, for you as a player, like explain as a pl- to me
1: what that means. Explain. Well, like as a player, like both from like when I was a center snare or someone listening, if the top head is too low, like that that's what you're listening to. Like if I'm listening to the person to my left or to my right, like all I can hear is top head from, from an audience perspective, you hear mostly like a lot of bottom head. Sure. Uh, but hearing the top head is what I listen to and is what I was trained to listen to as a snare player. Like listen to the person inside of you, listen to the person inside of you, It's just ingrained in you. And if that pitch is super low, it gets very unarticulate. Yeah. And it just kind of gets lost in the sounds that are happening around you. Like if you're in a snare circle in the middle of a brass hit or a trumpet hit, like that top head just gets lost. So yep. do you feel
2: like that is the problem?
1: Sounds like. I mean, I'm not gonna much. say that's the sole problem, but I think the tops are too low. Just personally,
0: I think they're too low. I would, I would agree with that. I mean, it definitely sounds like a, like a lower tuned top head. And that he's exactly right. It, does, it, it the head just becomes less articulate a longer sound is produced from it because obviously the tension on the head is less so the head vibrates more when you hit it so the sound becomes longer and
2: less short and harder to to grab onto so I'm gonna I'm gonna be the the guest host here and totally just take it over for a second That's fine. Mike Fantini you watch Bluecoats mm-hmm. what's the difference between then and now one person <laughs> I feel like I know what your answer is <laughs> going to be, but I just I want to hear it. I want to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you to be controversial. And, we talked a and, and like, and and little honest. bit about this we two weeks ago. We talked about this two weeks ago
0: or last week or something. I know I, just, I, I know I listened. Thank you. Eric Shriver. I'm a supporter. Eric, Eric Shriver is incredible at tuning drums. Now, now he, he, he didn't tune him all season. Uh, Roger tuned him sometimes. Sure. Eric tuned him sometimes. Uh, but I think Eric's influence um, had a big impact on that. I mean, I just do. I think him, and you can see that when you look at the Blue Stars now, where Eric is now at, their drums sound phenomenal. Do they?
1: Their drums do sound phenomenal when when you can hear them. But let's
2: when we get to let's let's blast through this here. So we will get to that. That that is the perfect segue I was looking for. now Now that
0: you've put me on the spot, when
2: we get to them, I will ask the question: Do they? (laughs) <laughs> we can have Ben
0: give us a one on one mastery class on segues. I know. <laughs> well, this
1: next group I don't have a ton of feedback on, so the group that finished fifth was the Cavaliers. And really the most I can say about them was they were just solid. All yeah. sections were solid. I was I was very <laughs> they were my most improved since spring Nothing training. to I me like very happy with what I saw. Nothing to Cavaliers. me was like, holy crap, that was phenomenal, but everything was just like, man, that was good.
2: Yeah, like, I, I I didn't really see anything that I thought, oh God. You know that's not. That's just not good. Yep.
0: They are easily my most improved group since tour started the third week of June, whenever the heck it was. Uh, They one hundred percent because Evan and I. Well, I don't know
2: because I saw I saw some spring spring training videos of them and I was pretty impressed with what I saw, kind of up front. You know, kind of out of the gate from them so I expected a lot. So I guess maybe I'm getting what I expected out of them versus being super impressed on the amount of improvement. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and I was kind of low on them when tour
0: started. You can ask Evan, like him and I were talking just initial impressions. Well, I didn't think they came out of the gate. Well, and I was like, Oh, they're, they might not have a good and year. You
2: know what? Maybe that's my bias towards Mac. I mean, but I'm totally re- switching that. Like they've, Maybe just the small sample size I had just was the wrong mm-hmm. sample, and that happens, and that happens all the time. Us and, being, and I'm not, I'm not saying I had more than two videos to go off of. Yeah. So because in know, early
0: season, there's not a lot out there. No, there's not, there's a lot not. Of content to view, and that's
2: that's what people listening to this have to realize is that we're going off of what we have to. The couchman. Yeah, exactly. We are the we are the low sample size couchman age out drum core nerds, like that's that's what we have to go on. Um but from what I saw from the Cavaliers early on, it got me excited, mainly because I'm such a huge Mac fan. His writing is pretty awesome. I, I, I and like I said, you know, Cavaliers twenty eleven was one of my favorite drum lines of all time, mainly because of the writing. So I, I I'm getting kinda what I expect from them and yeah. and I'm happy about it's that. It's cool. It's enjoyable. Um, this might be I think this will be the best
0: year I think the Cavaliers have had since that year since 2011 I hope 2011. so I hope since so. they won that drum trophy I think this is easily the best they've been at this point in the season since the, since that summer that's what I'm hoping for Yep. as a, as a Cavaliers
2: and a Mac fan alright who we got
0: next well I'm gonna kind
1: of group 6-7 here together because I think it's kind of where we start to get a little controversial uh, we got 6 Boston Crusaders 7 the Cadets good lord okay
0: alright the, the Boston Crusaders are good. Is that a
2: real but thing? But they're
1: not better than the Cadets and Drums. Is right? that a real Again, thing?
0: No. Can be, I'm going to be the uh, – could be a front ensemble. I've also heard through the grapevine from Friends of the Activity <sighs> that the Cadets front is holding them back. The, the show itself can impact judges' opinions.
2: I mean, it's not great.
1: But, but even at that, like, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, like, I don't care how good Boston Spit is. The Cadet's Drumline is Cadet's that much better than Boston. is the
2: best drumline of 2017. <laughs> As of right I'm now? Saying it, no, I'm saying it right now. <laughs> the Cadet's Drumline is ridiculous. Dude, they're throwing down. They, had, it, they had a battery feature. And just, I, I I almost don't care if their pit plays or not. Yeah, uh, like, well, they had that battery
1: feature tonight, and I just started laughing. I was like, this is great. Like and they, if the pit if Boston's pit is better than Cadets, I just don't care because Cadets' drumline is just that much better. I, I didn't
2: see it. <laughs> I, I, you know what, Cadets' pit wasn't phenomenal. It wasn't good. You know, it, okay. Well, I would say it wasn't great. It did not. It wasn't. It great. did not wow me by any it means. It was just there. It was there. Do you? But in no means did it take away from what that drumline did. Oh my gosh. And if yeah. you if you are seriously going to have a conversation with me about how Boston Crusaders I don't are care if anywhere right or near or and don't, don't get us wrong, this care. is a very good year for Boston. Like, yeah, they're doing well, and I am so happy for them. But that's not a conversation. that but should be But that's not had. a conversation that should be had. Comparing those two bands? No, no, no. I'm sorry, it shouldn't. Like, look. I don't know anybody in this activity that knows anything about anything that could tell you that you should in any way disrespect Colin McNutt and what he's done and what yep. he can do. Because if you say that Colin McNutt doesn't want to know what he's doing, you're obviously completely ill-informed. Yeah. I mean, the guy has proven himself over and over and over again at every program he's been to. But like, give him a break. It's his first year yep. at Boston Crusaders. It's his first year, and considering it is his first year, for them to be where they are now because they're they were really last season, good. Last yes, they're really good, and that's what I don't want to be misconstrued is that I'm not saying Boston Crusaders is not good because they are really good, but they're not better. But like they them. are not. The Cadet's the Cadet's drumline is so good. I just how am we,
0: I am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. They're, they, and it's every section. All three parts it of the It really is. Because that bass line is... It's filthy. It filthy really good. is. It. Like, so,
2: so yeah, hey, I used to be a bassist. Hey.
0: I want to get into a high level thing to talk about here uh, from a sound standpoint. Okay, we'll get on. to it's, that. It's San Antonio, so there's still a month left of tour. And typically, a big thing from a from an ear standpoint is a drum line you know they're very good when you have that quad to snare blend when they play stuff together, where it's it, it's it's hard to explain what that sounds like. Sure. But it, it sounds like, I mean, this this is going to be cliche, but a snare line is clean when it sounds like one snare drum playing. Yeah. A quad line is clean when it sounds like one quad line. So put the two together. If the snare to quad blend is good, it's going to sound like one drum. It's going to sound like Blue Coast 2010. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, it's... And, and the cadets were the only battery I heard on that stream tonight, and I'm not afraid to make this statement, only hearing it over the internet. Because if I heard them th- through them and not through anybody else, it's possible to hear that blend over the stream. Yeah, they were the only drumline I heard where the snares and quads were like
2: right there, like nails from a sound. And you know standpoint. what? I'm gonna call that a fair statement uh, from from another just. Dis- observer, like I'm going to call that a fair statement because there weren't many groups that I watched because let's face it, it's still July. It's only the first regional. Yeah. But they've got it's that still sound. July. And, and Evan, I see the look on your face. It's because, late July. <laughs> dude, Evan, I see the look on your face and I'm the same guy as you in the sense that I have nothing else to offer to the activity <laughs> but my ear. And I'm extremely picky just like you are. In the sense that I almost can't enjoy anything unless it's damn near flawless. And it makes times like these during the season, for both DCI and WGI, almost unenjoyable. But I think I'm a little bit better at managing it than you are. (laughs) I think so. All right. But but I will say, I, I was almost floored by the cadets tonight. I mean, it was great. It was fantastic. It got me excited. It really did. It's, it really did, and and that's, I'll say that strictly from a battery standpoint. Yeah, again, like we (laughs) talked about earlier, the front ensemble is it's huge. It's there, and that might, but
0: (laughs) I don't see their front being bad enough. It's just there. The difference in the drum lines of Boston and Cadets, To where the Cadets pit would pull them down far enough. It is just Boston to beat
2: them in drums. They're they're nowhere near what Vanguard's pit or what Bluecoats pit are doing, and we can come back to Bluecoats pit in a little bit because I know Evan has a little bit to say about that. As as a Blue pit alumni, (laughs) I will be happy to have that discussion with him. All right, we'll come back. All right,
1: eight and nine. Here we have Bluecoats percussion sitting or not Bluecoats Blue Knights. There's so many blue groups. We have the Blue Knights in eighth and Phantom Regiment in ninth. Which I think
0: Blue Knights should be in
2: Boston. I think Blue Knights probably should have beat Boston. Blue Knights are a breath of fresh air to the activity of what Mike Jackson is doing from a compositional standpoint and and really what they're achieving at an executional standpoint. the space should be way better ah, the space It shouldn't even be in the same conversation as Boston and phantom i'm I'm sorry like something I want to I'm up. I'm really not sorry. <laughs> something I want to bring up here.
0: From a judging standpoint, the fact that it is the Blue Knights can hurt them. How? Not it's, anymore. I don't feel really? like it. Really? I but think do, no, Mike Jackson's is, made enough of a name. Just explain, explain I think, how. I think that I think the Blue Stars' name is hurting that percussion section. I think if you take that same percussion section and put it on a bigger name core, they, do, they place better tonight. I don't but,
1: think the Blue Stars' name is hurting them. No, I think, no, the, I think the Blue Stars', stars name should be helping the Blue Stars, if anything. I think the Blue Stars are where they should be. They're in 10th place. Right. I, think I mean, in 10th
2: place. And, and if anything, the Blue Stars name to me. I think so. To me to, I think so. To, to me. to somebody who's...
1: Name, well, you said you think so. Name one group that you think the Blue Stars should have beat that we've sure. already named.
2: Just based on core, uh, I guess... I don't care. Just
0: name one. Uh, well, I guess... Who do you think they should have beat? Just based on, on the, the core's resume them. alone. Allow me to walk back what I said for a second and clarify. Nope, 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 nope. I want to clarify. Nope, double down. All right, fine. Double down on it. <laughs> you guys are ruthless. Yeah, um, That's what we're here for. Well, I'm going to answer that by getting into something I know you two wanted to talk about before we started this. Okay. I can't really tell you from tonight's performance because we couldn't hear anything they were playing, really. Who? The Blue Stars.
2: Oh, thank you for segueing into that, Michael Fantini. <laughs> so... I'm not going to make that statement off of lot videos where they're standing. I will be right. the guy that says it, and I'm okay with that because I have at least the sample size of everyone else to compare them to, right? <laughs> so, what I should preface this is with is is saying that seen a lot of lot videos of the Blue Stars. Their drums sound phenomenal in the lot. Yeah. They are tuned so, so well, and they're executing really, really well. They sound really good until they get on the field, and then I can't hear them. Am I the only one that feels this way?
1: I can't hear Like, from the stream and this and that, I can't hear them either. I mean, you did make the point earlier that, hey... I mean, we're not on the field. Judging the judge can probably hear it. No, he's right and there, you know what? Like, if
2: the judge is standing there and you're and you're just giving it to him in Marty Griffin's face, and he has all of a sudden the sense to to give you the credit for it, uh, then good for you. If if, if touches finesse to the max, sure. I it's mean, too, light. it's too light
1: for me though. For yeah, Elmore, I, I just
2: I'm not even gonna say it's too light because clean is loud, and I'll say that all day. If if you're playing at the same time in the sound waves line up, they should carry more than somebody who's not doing that. But at a certain to a certain extent, you have to produce those sound waves at a level to where they carry past the horn line. And whether or not that's the player's fault or the tuner's fault, I, I don't know. But I just know what it sounds like in the lot. And I know it sounds like just gorgeous music in the lot. And when you get it on the field, I just can't hear it. And, and that goes for the whole battery. I mean, it's not just the snare drums, It's the quads. It's the bass drums. I just cannot hear the battery when they get onto the field. So I can't give them very much credit. And I just kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt based on what I see in the lot. Well, you say clean is loud. And that is true. But at the same time... I say it, that it, to a certain extent. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like Think about, <laughs> think about comparing the Blue Stars... Playing really well with the touch that they have versus the cadets 2013, right? Just going hard, right? And like being perfectly clean is not
2: even the same. No, and and let's 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 give credit where credits due. The Blue Stars are a really really good drum corps as a whole. Okay, I
0: was surprised they were in
2: eleventh. Yeah, so they're not like. It's not like their horn line is putting out wimpy sound, you know what I mean? Like the whole top, they're putting is out just, a solid. Right. They're putting out a solid ensemble sound, and when it comes to the intricacies of what the drum line is playing throughout that solid ensemble sound, I just can't hear it. And, and for that
1: reason, actually, the ensemble sound. I would have Crossman's drumline ahead of
2: Blue Stars. Crossman's drumline really, really impressed me tonight. Um, I would have them ahead of the Blue old, Stars. They're one of the only
0: groups that played tap fives well. <laughs>
2: they played tap fives. Tap very fives well. are a lost art. Mike. They really are. But I'm just, look Crossman really impressed me tonight, and you know, big shout out to Josh Bricky and Jared Thomas and all those dudes. Yeah, yeah. Jared Quartz for what they're what they're doing down there because it's a program on the rise. It really is a program on the I rise. Think the core as the
0: whole is on the rise.
2: And, and you know, I, I feel like we, we kind of skipped over them based on where we started in the rankings, but I, I'll be honest, man. Um, what I heard from them based on everything we saw before them. And I, I, I texted Josh and I told him this, I said, look, when we saw Crossman go on the field tonight, it was a step up from everything we'd seen drum-wise Previously. by tenfold. Yeah. I mean, it, it really was the separator from everything we'd seen before Crossman went on to, okay, now we're looking at a different league. So just huge props to those guys for what they're doing to to build that program. They you need to message Jared and Josh and find out what their secret is on the top five. <laughs> Fundamentals. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't hit the accent too hard, but hit it hard enough. <laughs>
1: yeah. Weight of the hand. All right. Let's see here. Let's keep moving here. Did
0: we talk about Phantom at all?
1: Uh, I want to no, talk about Phantom. No, we didn't talk about Phantom. I, I want to talk about Phantom. Let's back up. We'll talk about
2: Phantom then. The old Phantom Regiment. So are you, I, are you guys going to keep setting it up and let me talk about it, or, or is somebody else going to come up with a take? I'll come up with a take. Let's uh, have a hot take from Evan world. The, the hot take for me on Phantom Regiment is their
1: book is way too dense and murky. They play well. You thought that? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Okay. All right. I think that the bo- I think that they play what they're given well. Let's roll with that. But the book is just
0: super thick. And that creates ensemble dirt. Yeah. I mean, you can look back at the Glassman lines that Rob Ferguson wrote for a handful of years ago. All right.
2: you, you, you broached the subject that I wanted to get on. No, it's just, <laughs> I, it's just Rob how, it's just how yes. Rob's always written. Yes. If you look at the He writes thick. So, I feel like Phantoms, the players that they have are more capable than what... The package that they were given is if that makes sense i feel like they could achieve at a higher level than what their book is but their book is written in a manner to which it is a bit complicated and a bit difficult to achieve because it is in your words so dense. Yeah, like if you if you take a section by itself
1: and listen to that, it's like like just listening to the bass drum's like yeah, what they're playing is difficult. Yes. And they're achieving it well, but when you overlay that with a difficult bass book that's being achieved well, with a difficult snare book that's being achieved well and a difficult tenor book that's being achieved well, they don't necessarily line up
2: No, because I feel like they have really good players. Yeah. I I really feel like they can execute really well based on the players they have. But I have never, ever been a fan of Rob Ferguson's writing. I I just haven't. And that's, you know... I got a lot of friends that have marched Matrix and, you know, that have marched Phantom and are, are Glassman. Just, yeah. And Glassman that are big Rob supporters, you know, and it, I got nothing but respect for the guy because he's obviously achieved a great amount in this activity. I really like his front ensemble right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the guy, the guy knows what he's doing. It's just not for me. Yeah. And, well, and that's strictly from an opinion standpoint. I mean... You say it's not for
1: you, but I also would say that it's not, like you said, it's not designed to
2: set up the battery to succeed well, at its I'm, highest possible. Potential. And I'm only going to say that for this book. Like I'm not going to make I'm not going to make a general statement about Rob Ferguson's book. I could, I will. Uh, the, it, you know what? That's okay because I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you about Rob as a writer, but. Do I think I could do a better job? No, I don't. But well, I don't know if you could or it not. It is what it is. Like, I think that the books are dense, and I think it's always been like that. Well, and it is what it is. And look, Rob's obviously done well for himself. Yeah. Okay? I don't think anybody can disagree with that. Is it my favorite? No. It never has been. But I'm not going to take away from what the guy's done. No, no. I just know that I'm speaking about this particular book, and I know personally some of the players in in that group I've taught some of them before and they're not always allowed to shine as much as they could because of how dense the book is if that makes sense yeah and, and I, it's it's for it being that dense it's not quite as cool as it should be for something that is that dense if that makes sense yeah I, and i mean because i feel like they're achieving at a high level it's just yes. not really that cool. And also to kind
1: of Rob's I guess credit or defense, like Phantom Regiment has never been a core <laughs> that highlights its drumline. Even when they're great. They just never have. That's a very Well and keep in mind And that's I think probably that's part of why maybe like Paul left. He just got tired of, tired of fighting. I'm there. not gonna
2: pretend to know what the situation I there was, well, like, but Phantom Regiment always you, been
1: like hornline, 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 yes. horn horn
2: And I can tell you, dude, I think you can both. I may have said it tonight. You may be able to both guess my favorite drumline of all time. It's a Phantom line, isn't it? 2010. 2010. Phantom Regiment 2010. I think is the best drumline I've ever heard. Maybe next to Star 92. Mine's Phantom Six. I heard them live. It yeah, no, I heard Phantom Six live too. And and while they are pretty much equal, <laughs> I just I happen to prefer 2010. That's fine. Um, but you're exactly right. They've never ever just totally said, "All right, this is the best thing we are going for." Us in terms of the let's pattern. ride that. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just let this thing. Be our forefront, no, because let's face it, Phantoms already had always had a well, Phantoms always featured their horn line, is yeah, what I'll phenomenal. say. I, you know, there have been a lot of great years where they've been phenomenal horn players and deserve to be featured over anything, but there have been some years where they, you know, haven't been that great and the drumline deserved a little more credit than they got okay. from, a, from a full core standpoint.
0: I agree. Who else we got left? All
2: right, let's round this out here. So, really,
1: I'll tie these two together because the 12th place core overall was Mandarins, but the 12th place drumline overall was the Madison Scouts. Oh, boy. So, Scouts finished 12th in drumline, but 13 overall. <laughs> mandarins flipped that. That's interesting.
0: I was pretty impressed with the Mandarins. Good
1: for the Mandarins, man. It's good to shake things up. Yeah. They played... They played. They played good. Yeah. what I mean, you know,
2: we're getting to the point
1: where I don't know what their show is about. They yeah. Had a bunch of ink pens and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I also don't know what the Madison Scout show is about. They had a bunch of like I'm pretty sure oxygen if you tanks just watched, with like
2: uh, Mad Max, Music slash, City Mystique show. It, it, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: like a cross between uh, MCM
2: and like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I don't or know. It was dumb. I. I Keep in mind, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a design guy, I'm not a concept guy, I'm strictly music, so take my opinion with a grain of salt. I thought the show was dumb.
1: I don't I really I don't know what it's about. I mean it's called it's, Last I,
0: Night Standing, I honestly but, don't uh, think it
2: matters what it's about. I just think <laughs> all it is right. dumb.
0: Irrelevant of what the show is about, what Do you think the Mandarins should have beat them in percussion? Yes. Well, the Mandarins didn't beat them in percussion. Should they have? Should they have? Yes, they should have.
1: Probably. Because I think what the Madison Scouts are being asked to do is probably more difficult, but what I think the Mandarins are doing is cleaner.
2: Yes. That's fair. I will agree with that.
0: I I don't know what's... Scouts are in a little bit of a slump.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. They're just not very clean. That's what's going on there. Fair enough. So the like either the kids are not I, I taking don't know. the information well, or the information is not being given I, 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 well, that's that's just one of two things. Either. I'm not I'm not gonna go on that limb because I, I know. Will. I well, okay, that's fine. Well, that's that's
1: what it boils down to. Either the information is not being, sure giving obviously correctly, it's, one it's one of those being, two things. or it's not being taken correctly.
2: Obviously, it's one of those two things. But I think we all know. Everybody at this table knows where the information is coming from in that group. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who's there
1: I know teaching. The I don't know who's teaching, who's on tour. But we all know James. Yeah, we all know James.
2: Okay. James's group. And from my experience in in working with James and being taught by James, the guy knows what he's talking about. So, yeah. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that they can't get the kids there have recruiting issues then I, that's that's what i'm gonna assume i don't know who the i'm not gonna is. assume that they just can't teach <laughs> i mean i i just i'm not gonna assume that because i don't well, know I, well, I'm, not, I'm not assuming, assuming a, that james
1: can't teach at all because james has had success with well obviously groups, like cadets and infinity and and infinity yeah and obviously james know what he's doing but like I don't know anybody that's teaching there, and I don't know what information they're giving, and I don't know how that information is being received. All I know is they are
0: not clean. The one well, thing I'll say, though, if we're talking about it being a recruiting issue, you as a staff have to be able to... Now, granted, this is the first regional. You said it earlier, Ben, before we started watching. Usually San Antonio is the yeah, point Yeah, this, this, this is the show before the hose Exactly. What he means by that is this is typically the point in the season where if stuff hasn't started to clean up yet, they will then heavily consider watering the parts down and making yes. them more achievable. Yes. So that might be their plan at Scouts. Their plan could be, like we said, James is not dumb. Not James no, Crowley he's is not. not. He's a very smart guy. So we'll see what happens over the next week or two at the Atlanta Regional next weekend. Uh, what's for that? Is it... Is it Allentown right after that? Atlanta, then Murfreesboro. Atlanta, Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro, Allentown. Allentown. Yes. So we'll see what happens over the last month of the season here. But this is typically, I don't want to say like they don't know to water it or they refuse to because they probably will. I remember when I marched, nothing really got watered until the first regional. Well,
2: and you know what, to to a certain extent, there's only so much you can water. Like the kids got to execute, you know. You can water
0: a lot. You can water yeah,
2: sure. If you want to make your whole book eighth notes, I mean, yeah, some people do that. Well, there's sometimes where that's needed, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you know, it, at a certain point, I, I've look, I've been on a staff and I've been a teacher where not my kids personally, <laughs> um, but you know, there's a certain level that was. The max that was going to be achieved. And, Every group of kids has their ceiling. yeah, and that's it. Like they're it's just they reach their ceiling, and you know you you gotta adjust to that, and it's not always a reflection of who you have teaching there, who you have writing. Like you know it's it's all about how you can adjust to that, and so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it on the staff. No, not at all. We'll see like I said, we'll see what
0: happens in the coming weeks to see if they water things down, just make it more attainable. It'll be interesting or, uh, to see how it shakes out. Yeah. You know? I think
2: that will be the case for everybody.
0: Well, every every there is not there's probably in the history of the last Specifically thirty years of blue DCI, There's probably never been a group that hasn't made something <laughs> yeah. easier And that. I will. was the guy that said that just now. <laughs> they will. They will. They got a lot of smart. I don't on care if we're running out of time. I said no. that. Yeah, we do need to uh it's been a lot of fun. We'll have you on again. This has been pretty cool. Has it? Yeah. Has I it though? Fun. The whole day was great. We like slow cooked
2: ribs. You know what? This has been a pretty good day.
0: 4K streamed the the, the
2: stream and Four, hung out. That and, 4K stream, dude. That yeah. 4K was it. Yeah. I'm never watching another uh, flow <laughs> marching event without Evan World bringing up his uh, Apple TV fourth generation. <laughs> so so regardless
0: of that, those little details of our day. There's, are there any groups we wanted to talk about we didn't get to? You already put your recap away? You uh, I put it away, but I, just is the there thinking, any one I mean, we skipped over? I don't
1: think so. I'll run down the list here. Uh, troopers, Colts, Spirit, Pacific Crest. Uh, troopers,
2: impressive. Yeah, Tro- Troopers are good. Troopers are, good. are a great theater group. To Vanguard. Ironically,
0: though, we were watching the stream today with a guy that was in Vanguard's pit recently, and he said they don't really get a lot of troopers' percussions.
2: I don't care. (laughs) I'm just just (laughs) judging. I don't mean that to be an asshole, but, like, just what I'm seeing out of troopers is they're solid. Yeah. Like, whether or not they're a feeder to Vanguard or what, or they're the Rennick Jr. group, uh, it's just, it's solid. You know? It, it, I'm impressed with what I see out of there. All right, so now
0: that we've seen the first regional, Evan and I made drum trophy predictions uh, on the last two episodes ago, because this is four. Um, well, I predict that cadets won't win because they're getting absolutely hosed right now. Yes. I think, <laughs> I don't. even if they weren't, I don't think, based on how good, like, the whole package is at Vanguard and Crown, and you have to say BD because you just have to. Which is um, stupid. I agree, but <laughs> they're always there. Yeah. Um, I think because of the whole package being there with those three groups, I think the Cadets' battery is easily on pace to be a drum trophy-winning drumline. But from what I've heard from friends in the activity that are more privy to front ensemble-related things, their front... Might prevent them from winning a drum trophy, um, yeah. Even if the judges weren't hosing them and putting them in six
2: somehow. As a front guy, um, yeah, they are. So because right. also as a battery guy. Um, so so well, I'll say this: the fact that cadet's battery may not win a drum trophy is appalling. It's unfortunate. It really is because. No one is achieving at that level or attempting what they're attempting. I mean, so I think the blue is, coats are
0: attempting stuff on par of difficulty. Okay, wise. yeah, I'll give you that, but they they're aren't achieving. nowhere like near achieving, achieving what the cadets are achieving. So where I was going with that is, I want. We're going to do you last. Your that's, that's your, your, fair. your prediction for the Fred Sanford Drum Trophy. Do I'm going to start to, thinking about it. Who did you say there? last time?
1: My top three last time were Vanguard, Cadets, and Crown. So you thought Vanguard was in the lead last time? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, according to the results tonight, Vanguard is still kind of leading the charge. So basically, my new top three would be Vanguard, Crown second, Cavies'
0: third. Like, I think that's my top three in that order. Yeah, I said last time I thought Cadets were going to win Drum Trophy. I don't think that's the case anymore, unfortunately. But I think I think Vanguard has a good chance of getting passed up, pretty much. If the Cavies continue to progress, how they've progressed the first three or four weeks, the first half of tour, basically, uh, I think they'll have a shot at it because their front's always phenomenal. Yeah, that's if their good. drum line keeps sure. that call. steady progress, I think the Cavies could win it. Yeah, um, I think if they don't, again, I have to say BD has a shot. Why? But I, I think I really think. If if crown if crown staff no. can fix hold, hold on, on hold on okay if crown staff can fix the potential content issues they can't judges might be having with their front book that battery is good enough to win a drum trophy or will be in four weeks from now you could add stuff if too you much want. of an overhaul if we'll see if they can fix the content area my money's on the crown okay if they can't on the front side of things I think it could be. I mean Vanguard. I, I think Vanguard will win if Cavies if Cavies plateau early and Crown can't fix their content. I think Rennick will fix that snare line. I think he, I think him and his snare techs—they're just magicians. Um, they might be in a, a midsummer slump. Had a bad run tonight. We don't yeah, know. It is odd. Um, it's odd. I, my money's on Vanguard at this point, unless the Cavies keep progressing at
2: the rate they've been progressing at. So. I'm going to go with Mike on this. Um, If you look at front ensemble to battery, somehow magically, uh, Vanguard's battery has, I I feel like, just from what I've seen, and again, I'm a weekend warrior, a YouTube watcher here, but Vanguard's battery has regressed in terms of quality. Am Am I incorrect in stating that? I think it's a valid statement. I think it's valid. That's what I feel by watching the videos. Now, that being said, I'm normally the guy that is really bored with what Paul Rennick does year after year. Because I found it so amazing back in 2006 and 2007, right? Yeah. So... and and it's especially I mean it was the it was at the pinnacle of 2010 for me I mean you know that musical package was what it was and I felt like it just kind of reached its peak then And, and in those years it was one of the most phenomenal things we've ever seen and then I just got bored with it right this year i'm honestly kind of impressed (laughs) with (laughs) with the the couple steps and it's really it really is it's a couple steps taken forward with what he usually writes and i'm you know early on i was really impressed with the execution level from the battery standpoint now the given with his group and um what his wife does in terms of arrangement for the front ensemble is it's almost a lock. It's always fantastic. So if that battery continues to ramp up and it, it and almost achieve it, what they did earlier in the season, because I do feel like they've regressed a little bit in terms of clarity, but the content that they have, if they, continue to achieve that at a higher and higher level of clarity, um, there is nobody that's going to be able to step in front of them only because the cadet's battery does not have the front ensemble to back up what their battery is doing. That's my opinion. So if I'm going to pick a Sanford winner, I'm going to go Vanguard. Okay. Solid. Ben, your dog's killing me right now. Well, he's... It I'm did not, just thunder
0: outside, so that makes sense. Is that what that was? That was because thunder. I'm not really sure what he's angry about. Dogs hate thunder. But he's,
2: he's angry about something. He's always angry That's our something. That's our chime
0: to wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah. We've been going a little longer than normal. But, so yeah. Evan, what was your money on again? Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah. My, I want to see bad. the Cavaliers do it. <laughs> I still hate the snare drum splits. We don't have time to talk about that more. I
2: still hate that. But they've been improving <laughs> like crazy. Next time you guys have me back on, we'll do a whole hour on how I hate quad stair drum splits. <laughs> Alright, fair enough.
0: And then so my realistic money is van safe bets vanguard. Long shot is cavies, as long as I keep doing what they've been doing. Um, ben also went with Vanguard. Yeah. So we're gonna close this one out. Uh, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Out Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Aged Out Podcast. And if you have any questions, if you have any questions for uh for us you'd like us to address on future episodes, you can post them in the comment section of the YouTube video, uh, on the wall of the Facebook group. You can email it to us at agedoutpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Pretty much all of the slash whatever is just Aged (laughs) Out podcast. If you don't know where to find us, just do slash Aged Out podcast after the website and you'll find us. Uh, And on that note, we'll see everybody next time. Peace. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Good time.